Welcome to iPad Pros, the show all about using your iPad to be productive and get work done. I'm Tim Chen, host of the show. It's more the scale of the thing. You know, people are using chains of four effects at a time across multiple pipelines. One of the features of Autobus is that you can have multiple ports, they're called, multiple ports coming into or out of a single app. So Loopy, my app, for example, has 12 ports. It has one for each track and a master. So people are targeting individual tracks in Loopy and applying effects per track on them through Autobus and then you know, routing them into multi-track recorders. And it's just, it's, it's amazing to see the sophistication of this system. Welcome to iPad Pros. I hope everyone is enjoying iOS 12 and some of the really impressive series shortcuts I've seen so far. Before introducing our guest today, I just wanted to share a couple of really cool shortcuts I've found and a quick tip for those having problems getting Siri shortcuts into the shortcuts app. First up, uh, for those with the Nest thermostat, I'd really recommend looking into getting ThermoWatch. It's a great application for iPad, iPhone, and the Apple Watch. The app has a bunch of shortcuts to finally allow you to control your Nest with Siri and integrate it into larger shortcuts. The Apple Watch app is really impressive. It's got some newly updated uh, complications for the Series 4, and the app itself is just fantastic. Uh, new audio-related ones to check out, Overcast for podcast control, and Pandora Radio has some Siri shortcut integrations as well, which is really cool to see non-Apple Music apps get into Siri shortcuts. And they've also announced, along with this update, that a watch app is coming very soon, which is really exciting to see. Audible recently updated their app to support the Apple Watch, and it's really cool to see all of those updates come as well. Yoink version 2 is very close to release. It's in test flight with the GM in test flight, but it'll soon be released to the public with a very advanced list of Siri shortcuts that really makes Yoink more than just a shelf app but one of the most powerful third-party clipboards for iOS, enabling you to grab the last image you put in the Yoink, and things of that nature. Developer thought of some really interesting implementations for Siri shortcuts that brings a lot of flexibility and the power into Yoink. So check out Yoink, especially when that version 2 update hits the App Store. So there's a lot more to share for Siri shortcuts, but I'll save those for another day. If you do have a favorite shortcut, please send that to me at iPadProsPodcast at gmail.com. Now for a quick tip for those using shortcuts. If you can't find a Siri shortcut that you create in the Shortcuts app, I'd recommend running the Siri shortcut at least once outside the initial setup. Apparently creating the shortcut isn't enough, but you also have to run it at least once for it to show up in the Shortcuts app. So give that a shot. And then finally, last up before introducing our guest, I just want to remind everyone that if you'd like to support the podcast, head on over to patreon.com slash iPad pros. Your support there means the world to me. And also, if you haven't had a chance to review the podcast and Apple Podcasts, that would be greatly appreciated as well. Now I have the privilege of introducing our guest who helped influence Apple's own APIs for InterApp Audio. Michael Tyson is the creator and developer behind the popular InterApp Audio engine known as AudioBus, which is both an app and an API. The AudioBus app is now at version 3, and in this interview... We talk about its evolution over the years, which, for those that forget, was back in 2011 in the very beginning of the iPad. We also talk about the app's future and what to expect next. AudioBus is an incredibly powerful tool for musicians creating content on iOS. Without further delay, here's my interview with Michael. Enjoy. I'm here today with Michael Tyson of AudioBus. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. 
First off, can you introduce yourself and what Audiobus is? I'm a um, audio developer. I wasn't always in audio, but that's been my passion pretty much the whole time. I did a bachelor in computer science. That's sort of my background. And then I started a PhD in networking, of all things. I'm ashamed to say about maybe 75% of the way through, I thought, you know, I'd like to try developing an app. And that's when I made Loopy, when I should have been working on the PhD. Well, kind of the rest is history. The hobby turned into the career, which is one of those rare, amazing things that can happen to a person. So Loopy was my first app. And that's a a live looper uh, where you can, you know, record and then play back a loop of the recording you just did and layer up recordings and make nice little sort of songs. I grew up playing jazz trombone, actually, and I play a bit of guitar now, but it's it's taken a massive backseat to the actual development. I made Loopy because I wanted to have a live looper to play with. But, you know, as soon as it was finished, I, I I didn't play with it. I just kept on working on it. So... I'm sort of a second auto musician. So let's dive into what Audiobus actually is. So Audiobus, um, just for a, a brief bit of background, it came about through some email exchanges with users of Loopy, actually. Uh, I would get emails from people saying, you know, I've got a guitar amp simulator and I want to be able to loop my guitar through the guitar amp. When I use Loopy, all I'm getting is the clean signal. And that, that was obvious to me because there was no way to send audio from one app to another. After a few, you know, kind of, you just can't do that kind of answers, I, I started thinking, well, why not? <laughs> and I started messing around with some prototypes to see if I could make it work. And yeah, I made a prototype that actually did the job. So what Audiobus does is it acts like a virtual set of audio cables. So you can connect one app to another app and record the output or, you know, use one app to affect the output from another app. And you can build them into these sort of nice little complex chains of audio processing. So when it came out in 2011, it kind of made a lot of these apps which were really just toys. You know, you might have a beautiful synthesizer, but unless you can use it in a wider context, it doesn't really get you very much. What Audiobus did was allow all of these things to be used as part of a, you know, like a virtual studio, basically. And I want to emphasize, 2011 is when this happened. This was, uh, the iPad was released in 2010. So this is really early on in just iPad existence. Yeah, it came along at a good time. So 2011, it came out. How's it evolved over the years? We're now at version 3. What happened in the version 1.x updates and version 2? The very first version, it only allowed you to have one pipeline. So you can have one, maybe a few other inputs going into one effect and then going into one output. So it was quite limited. And since then, one of the big features in in Audiobus 2 was that we added multi-routing where you could have more than one pipeline. And... This is where the surprise factor came in. The kind of use cases that people started using with this multi-routing add-on were just amazing. And so now people are using these really complicated setups, which blows my mind. So Audiobus 2 was mostly about multi-routing and saving presets. Um, It also introduced state saving, which was a really big feature, which allowed you to, as a developer, provide Audiobus with whatever data forms the current session, and then users can load it again later, and it loads into all of the different apps that you're using, which is something that was never possible before. That was a big one in Audiobus 2. And then 3 was another really big update. Audiobus 3 introduced MIDI, which lets you use various generator apps like arpeggiators and sequences and things to drive other instruments. It really opened up a whole new interesting ways of making music. And then the work that I've been doing in the last six months or so is to sort of push it to the next level to add support for the new audio unit MIDI standard, which is 
an amazing thing to work with. It's the future of iOS music. They're great. And after iOS 11, Apple introduced the ability for audio units to be MIDI generators. So there's a fantastic new set of sequences and arpeggiators and just wonderful new toys that Audiobus 3 now works with really well. And yeah, it continues on. I'm working hard on the next version, which is going to introduce being able to control everything in the app and all of the apps that are part of the session with a MIDI controller. So be able to, you know, twiddle knobs and have some effects change its parameters. It's going to really make it a lot more more fun live. Yeah, so hardware support, external hardware support. Yes. And right now there is no like external hardware component to this right now, right? That's right. It's very limited. It, it does integrate quite nicely with multi-channel audio hardware. So you can, you know, take a couple of different apps and send them out to different channels and things. So it's, it's fun for integrating into a bigger studio setup, but as far mm-hmm. as actually controlling it, uh, it doesn't have much of that yet. So that's that's next. In the current iteration, would an app that supports Audiobus that also supports like a MIDI keyboard work with this? Yeah, MIDI keyboards as in notes, they already mm-hmm. work in Audiobus and have done since Audiobus 3. Okay. And that works really beautifully. You can use, you know, MIDI guitars, MIDI keyboards, and now with Bluetooth in the latest version, you can use Bluetooth keyboards. That just blows my mind, Bluetooth MIDI. Like, in college, I would have dreamed for stuff like that. Yeah, I got a Bluetooth keyboard quite recently. I I can't put the thing down. I love it. So you mentioned with AudioS 2, all these really impressive setups uh, that people start building. Can you describe some of these things that kind of surprised you that people were actually doing with the the app it's more the scale of the thing you know people are using chains of four effects at a time across multiple pipelines one of the features of audiobus is that you can have multiple ports they're called multiple ports coming into or out of a single app so loopy my app for example has 12 ports it has one for each track and a master so people are targeting individual tracks in loopy and applying effects per track on them through audiobus and then routing them into multi-track recorders and it's just it's it's amazing to see the sophistication of this system and there's what over a thousand apps that are now in support of audiobus and use the apis which i don't know when you started this if you thought it would get that large as far as just the support out there we certainly hoped and we you know we did a lot of reaching out to developers but maybe right place right time but it really took off and it's, it's been fabulous one of the apps that supported it was GarageBand. did you mm. know about that before that got announced or what was that like to see that on stage very briefly <laughs> very <laughs> briefly we knew about it i think that was one of the really big factors that propelled it into the mainstream that kind of acceptance by apple was instrumental in encouraging others that it's okay to climb aboard it was mind-blowing just amazing and really wonderful to know that apple are that supportive you know there's a lot of apple's a very black box sometimes and it's sort of hard to know what goes in and what the people are like and from our experiences really really nice creative collaborative people how does the GarageBand support work? Just audio into GarageBand they've not added what was sending from GarageBand out and I, I don't think they will but GarageBand works as a recorder Gotcha. So Audiobus works on two levels. We just mentioned the API that GarageBand's using, and it's an app itself. What is the actual app, and what's the API? Like, what's the difference between all of that? So the app is is what the users see, and it, it is basically the control center. The API is a piece of code that developers can get for free, and they can build into their apps. And what it does is it facilitates communication with Audiobus. Some interesting little historical information. It originally worked over my own audio protocol, 
which is built on something that Apple subsequently closed down for security reasons. In iOS 7, they shut it down. Unfortunately, they gave us some warning so we could we could work around it. But originally, it did all of the communication. Since then, it's actually using Apple's own interrupt audio system with some bits on top. One of those bits that floats on top is the connection panel, which is well-loved. It's a panel that sits at the side of every app that's part of the current audio bus session and it lets you access all of the controls for all of the other apps so you know um, record buttons play buttons lots of other sort of app specific functions that developers can provide and they'll show up in the connection panel you've got this little sort of remote control for the rest of the apps in your session and that's one of the things the the api does okay and you just mentioned that there is actually an official inner app audio api by apple themselves How does that actually work? So what it does is it establishes a communication between the two apps and there's a third-party server, a bit like Audiobus, that facilitates the movement of audio from one app to the other. So what an app is acting as an audio receiver does is it hosts the audio generator. So say you're in GarageBand and you want to have a synthesizer in. So you host the synthesizer and it launches that into the background. So you don't actually see the app launch. It just all happens seamlessly, which is an advantage that it had over the original audio bus, which we couldn't do just because we weren't the operating system. And then it will it will send audio for the duration of the session. And then when you're done, you close it out and it closes the app in the background. In theory, it doesn't always. Yeah. Which is why sometimes it can get a bit frustrating. It doesn't work perfectly. And this is one of the reasons I'm really thrilled that Apple have come up with the um, auto unit v3 standard order unit extensions which are which are really what it should have been from the beginning and they're fantastic they work a little bit differently it's a lot more robust the architecture is a lot less sort of moving parts that all have to work exactly right gotcha and all these apis have been up until now and still really designed for musicians rather than say spoken word and things like what i'm doing right Yes, definitely. Apple have always been very creativity focused with design and music and stuff. And so, yeah, this comes from their their sort of music background. And did you ever experiment with trying to get VoIP apps like on board with Audiobus? I I know it was never part of your core mission with the music creation, but it's definitely... a need out there for a certain audience. Yeah, we'd always hoped that some of those would get on board, but I think hoped is probably too strong a word. The, the, the problem is, I mean, Apple were a fantastic exception, but big companies generally tend not to take risks like that, you know, like in, 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 in interacting with smaller fish, as it were. So we never really expected Skype or anyone like that to get on board. And there really aren't any small VoIP companies out there really to speak of i should say there's viber and there's whatsapp and there's all of these things but i don't think it was ever really on their radar and it was just we never really had much hope that they would get on board there yeah just curious i'd imagine there are some use cases of do do singers use audiobus to and affect their sound in any way is that a use case of the app at all yes absolutely there are heaps yeah i mean there's everything from auto-tune to limiters and compressors to eq and there's a massive range of things and yes definitely um vocalists do use it for applying chains of effects like that now what are some of your favorite audiobus apps it's funny lately my favorites are geared towards the midi creation perhaps that's because it's what i've been working on but i've always been a really big fan of fugue machine which i think is just a a wonderful concept there's an app that was featured by apple recently as well and the, the idea of a fugue is to have a theme a very simple theme of maybe even a few notes and you sort of produce variations on that theme by inverting it or playing it half speed double speed 
and layering them. It's something that I want to say Bach did a lot. Oh, yeah. My, my yep. classical theory is not very solid. No, that is accurate. <laughs> but Bach fugue, did quite a few oh, good. Excellent, yeah. So Fugue Machine is, is, is an implementation of that. So it's this great UI where you can have, you, you draw in segments on the screen, your notes, and then there are four playheads. And the playheads can go, you know, they can bounce back and forth, they can play forward, they can play backwards, all different speeds. And with Audibus 3, you can send each playhead out to a different app. So you can have a, you know, a piano or a, a brass synthesizer or, you know, anything you want, you can send a playhead to each different one and have them all playing together. It's really fun to play with. The The other two which I'm really enjoying lately are audio units. There's um, the Rosetta Suite by Bram Bose, which I adore. It's very fun. There's a lot of different tools. There's arpeggiators and there's... Uh, you know, baseline generators and drum synths that it doesn't make any sound you send it out to the sound generator that you want so i've been having a lot of fun with that and there's step poly up as well which is a another sequencer and arpeggiator which i've been having a lot of fun <laughs> making covers of the wheels on the bus go round and round for the audiobus <laughs> promo videos so outside of the audiobus app itself there's also an app called audiobus remote how does that work? This is one that I, that, that I wanted to make for a long time, and um, we ended up getting uh, another developer, Gabriel, to build it. It's an app that lets you over Bluetooth, and it also works on the same device in split screen. It connects to Audibus as a remote control. So it, if you have a second iPad or an iPhone, or, you can use it as a second screen for Audibus, basically. So developers can, in the same way they can provide controls for the Audibus connection panel, that's the panel that shows on the side of the screen, they can do Audibus remote triggers as well. And that's a, a larger set of controls for their app. So you basically get a screen full of buttons and you can control all the apps that you use. An example is with Loopy, for example, I added buttons for every loop. So you, you tap one of these buttons and it will toggle the loop on and off. You can use it on a separate device. And the, the setup is great. Really pleased with how that came together. You just hold the two devices together. <laughs> and it just connects. That's the most magical thing. <laughs> There's no setup. You just go bam, and they're connected. It's kind of like the old palm tap to beam over, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit of magic. Yeah. <laughs> so it works on another device, but you can also use it split screen, which is quite fun. So you can have, you know, your, your app there, and then you've got. It's like having a bigger connection yeah. panel, basically. So it yeah. uses a different part of the API to surface different controls than the main app would. It does, yeah. And has support for that been pretty widespread? Is that something that's taken a bit to get developers up to speed with? I think it probably depends who you ask. There have definitely been some apps that haven't adopted it that we would like to. But I think adoption has been fairly good. Yeah, there's been quite a lot of support and people definitely do use it to great effect. So yeah, it's been it's been quite good. And it sounds like to me it's almost like a performance tool. You're performing on your iOS devices and the remote app is sounds like a pretty key part to pulling off a really good performance. That was part of the idea, just to kind of limit the resistance of having to, you know, interact with little controls and things, which is, of course, very important when you're playing live. You don't want to have to sort of squint at little bits and pieces and switch back and forth between apps. So it it facilitates a lot more uh, ease of use. Coming up with iOS 13 and beyond, what kind of iOS limitations do you hope get lifted to make your app and API work even better? As far as limitations go, I feel like with audio units, I think we've really got got to a point where 
<laughs> really cooking with gas as far as music goes. I really like the new feature set. And I don't think there's a great deal more that I would ask. The one thing that I would like to see move forward is the stability factor. Mm. Uh, I know that that's a big focus with iOS 12 and it remains to be seen how well that's been accomplished. But there have been a number of fairly irritating problems with interapp audio in particular which has been a bit of a, a thorn in my side because we started <laughs> with audio bus and it was my own system and if there was a problem i could fix it yeah um, with interapp audio of course it was anything but it was just trying to figure out how to work around the problems that were there and to their credit the the audio team at apple have been very responsive and proactive at, at trying to nail stuff down but it, it yeah, we just haven't really made a lot of headway in a lot of the problems with interapp audio, which is why I'm so excited about audio units, because I think that's the future, and it really does work very well. <laughs> so, yeah, more of that is what I want to see. I want to see this stuff be really robust. I want, I want it to be able to be used, you know, on big stages without anyone feeling nervous. Mm, yeah. With the upcoming version... How does the hardware support work? Are you going to be able to program this knob talks to this software dial in your app and how, how granular will that get? I'm really excited about it, actually. I've been <laughs> mocking it up for the last couple of weeks and I've just started digging into actually writing the code and it's going to be great. It actually pulls together uh, some code from Loopy Pro, which is this fabled project which I announced about four years ago, which I'm still working on. I'm, I'm kind of glad to see some of its code gets to see the light of day in this. But the way it's going to work is there'll be this great MIDI Learn interface where you, you tap a button on the toolbar and it'll go into MIDI Learn mode where you'll be able to see various uh, elements that you can interact with. And say you tap on an audio unit that you've got hosted, you'll then be able to see a little list of things that you can bind to. So there'll be you know toggling mute or by bypass if it's an effect, you'll be able to adjust the gain. And then you'll be able to go in and actually bind to individual parameters of the audio unit so that's entirely up to the developer of the audio unit but there's i think fairly good adoption of this standard so you'll be able to go and bind a particular knob on your midi controller to a particular parameter of an eq or something you'll be able to bind to almost anything in there and i'm going to be able to use some of the more advanced features that are planned for loopy pro in there like doing more than one thing with with a single action you'll be able to have a a pad that you can tap and it will say toggle three effects all at once so there'll be a lot of power in how you can control it and it'll support one hardware uh accessory at a time or have you looked into you know you have a bluetooth controller and you have a usb one or how's that all going to work yes it'll do more than one yeah and it'll be able to save configurations into the audio bus preset so you can have different setups for, for you know different songs that you might have put together or yeah, so it'll be quite flexible. I'm, I'm okay. quite looking forward to having a play with it. Yeah, and it's going to do MIDI sync as well. So my, my focus is really getting this on stage and in studios in a way that's as seamless as possible. Yeah. The iPad, does it support like a USB hub where... What, yeah. kind of, what kind of thresholds are we talking about with the hardware? I have no idea, but it's, it's just standard MIDI. So it's, yeah. it's just standard USB. So I can't imagine it would struggle with anything that it can be I mean, you know a lot of these devices. My phone is now more powerful than my MacBook Pro. So, it <laughs> <laughs> blows my mind. But yeah, the, as far as I know, there aren't any unreasonable, shall we say, limits. You yeah. can plug in pretty much whatever you want. So you can have an audio interface, you can have several MIDI controllers. Then there's, of course, Bluetooth as well. Foot pedals, I'd imagine, would be an interesting accessory. Yeah, that'll be great for, for bypassing effects and such. You'll be able to use them for, yeah, all sorts of fun things. Well, with that, 
as far as where people can find more information about Audiobus and this port apps, where can people go for that? Our website is Audiobus, audiobeat.us, and that's where you can sort of see various uh, tutorial videos and things. We've got the Audiobus Forum, which I need to make a major shout out to. The Audiobus Forum is this amazing community of developers. It's It's been said that it's sort of the the mecca of iOS development. It's where most people go to talk about everything iOS development, not just Audiobus. So check out the, the Audiobus forum. That's forum.audiob.us, forum.audiobus. And yeah, there's, there's my work is, you know, loopy as well, loopyapp.com. And uh, I've also got a new app in the pipeline. That's SampleBot. Um, just Google that one. That's a, a new app that was released recently for a Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon routine, actually. And I, I thought I'd release it to the public, too. Very cool. That's me. Awesome. In the forums, you could probably go there if you're looking for a solution. I'm sure there's people there that can find the app and plugins and things that can get the job done. Yeah, even if you don't use Audiobus, the Audiobus forum tends to be the place where it's best to go to find really helpful, really nice people. It's a great place. And then Audiobus 2 and 3 are both available in the App Store. Is 2 there just for compatibility reasons for people that already bought it or...? I actually retired two from the App Store a while ago, but uh, with the advent of Audiobus 3.1, I wanted to make it a discount for existing users. And the only way to do that is to use a bundle which requires uh, the old app to be available for sale. I'm going to be announcing the end of that sale quite soon, so Audiobus okay. 2 won't be available for very long. Audiobus 3 is the one. Is the- okay, so don't get confused. Get 3. <laughs> yep, get 3. 3 is the future. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Michael, for your time today. It's been great chatting with you. It's my pleasure. It's been fun. Thanks for listening to this episode of iPad Pros. You can find the show notes over at iPadPros.net. You can send your feedback to me at iPadProsPodcast.gmail.com. If you email a voice memo, I'd be happy to include your audio in a future episode. I'm on Twitter at iPadProsPodcast. And as mentioned at the top of the show, If you haven't had a chance to review the show on Apple Podcasts, I highly encourage you to do so. Every review helps send signals to promote the podcast more in search and helps other people discover the show. Thank you for your time and attention today. Talk to everyone again real soon.